Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Probably just how it played out. You know, snap in, snap out. Um, I think we're more concerned about what the Ravens are doing and what they're giving us. Um, and, you know, who that could be as a result, you know, can vary. Was there something that led to you guys getting away from that, though, after that 50-yard touchdown that he had? I think uh, when teams play too deep and drop underneath a lot, uh, when we get in long yardage situations that invites them to play that, it makes it difficult to target receivers down the field. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) I I promised myself, all right, I'm going to cool, calm, and collected here, 24 hours, to reset here after that loss. Yep. Dude, he is, he literally acts like, and this this isn't all him to its scheme. Like if there was a culture of more aggressive attack on offense, oh God, Judd's got the mask. You know, because <laughs> oh, I find what we can do with the mask on is just BS and lie. So the rest of this show, I'm going to take a page from Kirk's book. You can't see my smirk and I'm just going to tell you what I want you to think. Uh, yeah, I think he confirmed there by wearing the mask that he has been violating protocols the last. F- I think Aaron Rodgers has shined a, shined a light on all the teams that have had uh, guys who aren't vaxxed with no masks, but that's the least of the Vikings' worries right now. Got that right. So he's basically telling us, hey, after we took that deep shot, Baltimore played two high safeties. And so from that point forward, we just have to throw to Tyler Conklin underneath. It's really, you know, it's just kind of checkmate if you're an offense. Like, there is no offense in NFL history that still finds creative ways to hit Justin Jefferson. Once you hit that one deep shot, that's it, man. Cash your chips. Now they're going to play two high safeties, and there's no possible way you could target one of the most dynamic receivers in the NFL. That's what I took out of that answer. Except when they blitzed, what did they do? They invited you to throw if you could get the ball out. So that was the comeback. And yet... Well, what's he supposed to do though? The offensive, the offensive line doesn't ever allow him any time to throw any. Right? I mean, that's the argument. What is he supposed to do? The I mean, look at the offensive line. He's the only quarterback in the NFL where the offensive line gives what up. What is some Booney taught us? What is Booney taught us? When you see things at the line, you slide protections. You you when you check, it's not just like check to that deep pass that we worked on on Thursday, guys. Check to the deep pass. You check things to slide protections, to keep guys in, to send guys out. Like what you do at the line, what, what we don't talk about enough is the inability I, that either Kirk is given or that Kirk takes 
um, to make that play work before he ever gets the ball. That's when the play works. Ah, well, welcome in. This is Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company, Daily Vikings Entertainment, and in this case, Therapy. And we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We're also going to find out later this week, boys, if we go from Purple Daily being a Marconi Award finalist to an actual Marconi Award winner, which will be uh, fun. Listen, either way, I think just to be finalist right there with Clay Travis, one of the... We'll kick him. We'll yeah, all let's kick, all kick his ass. We'll, we'll all kick him. If we don't win, just to be clear, not my fault. Okay, like I've done everything I can possibly do. I just work here. Are you following the protocols? I I just work. Here. I was following all protocols. I just work here. Mm-hmm. It's somebody else's fault if we don't win. If we do win, well, then I'd like the trophy. Yep. And if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please click subscribe and click like if you are sick of this crap that the Vikings have been dishing in these games. And uh, we appreciate you watching on a TCL TV, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs with the most entertainment and stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. This is Pie Chart Monday on Purple Daily. Mackie, Judd, Declan, let's start with Judd Zolgad, your Pie Chart now- This chart makes it as clear as I can to you. The pie chart of blame. You want to blame somebody? So for the second consecutive week, I'm going to go with a pie chart that's a little outside of what I ordinarily do. Now, I think I only had uh, two pieces last week. I'm back to four. So I'm back to at least a Mm. normal sliced up pie. Mm. But I still have a couple of or at least one curveball on my pie chart of blame for the Vikings latest struggles all right 10 percent, clint kubiak only 10 dude you are not good at what you do your play calling is absolutely atrocious i know i know that you're adhering to what mike wants but that being said there is no way that mike said you know we got to strip out of our playbook Play action because it works so well for your touchdowns. Dad. We can't. Touchdowns yeah, we got to. We got to strip out those damn touchdowns. We've got a um, no room kick, for those. We got to kick return. Kirk Kirk far too often plays scared, and Clint I guess calls plays scared, but that is no way to live, son, in the National Football League. So ten percent is on Clint. Twenty percent is on Kirk. Do you ever object to this crap? Do you ever go and say, you know, the scripted plays are great, unbelievable. Why don't we why don't we all sit down and talk? I'm paid a lot. And when I am set up to succeed, I'm really good. So let's all sit down and talk. And there's going to be times when the Baltimore Ravens, who basically telegraph their blitzes, like they bring everybody up. It's not like some uh some weird scheme. You saw that on film all week, and you didn't have an adjustment for it. And when it mattered most in OT, you sort of just spiked the ball because you couldn't adjust. 20% on Kirk. You're paid too much, and you're too important to be the I-just-work-your guy, which is what Kirk is. Hey, real quick on that note, because I I just retweeted this, at Phil Mackey, if you want to see this. So our old friend Sage Rosenfels, 12-year NFL quarterback. You know, He was a starter for a few years, and he's he's a film geek. So he loves breaking down film. He he consults and works for, you know, college quarterbacks and like this dude is he's as plugged in as you're going to get. And um, he retweeted a video, the all 22 footage of the third and nine play in overtime, the blitz, right? So the, the, yeah, the Ravens are sending everyone, and uh, this is your shot. And Sage Rosenfels says, 
the Vikings had enough blockers for this blitz. It would have required Cousins to change the protection, yes. and the line could Slide have it. picked it up easily. Yep. He doesn't do it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Because he just works here. Yeah, I just work here, dude. Hey, that's not my fault. All right, guy. 20% on Kirk. 30%. The Zolgadian twist to the pie chart of blame for this week is this one. 30%. A guy who doesn't even work here now, Gary Kubiak. What type of sicko parent leaves their child what? <laughs> to this type of environment? You know what Mike is like to work for, Gary, and you abandon your son. You are the one of the worst parents of the. You are the worst parent of <laughs> oh the my year. God. Oh, you dude, talk what? about a dude, bad whoa, father. You talk slow about down, a bad dude. father. Thirty oh, percent no. goes what? to you. All you had to do was stay here for one more year. You weren't great, but you were an improvement on your kid. And instead, no, you bailed. God. You're sitting at your Houston farm right back. now. God, bring it back as bring your back. child fails. Judd, bring it back. Reel it in. No, Judd, we lost Judd. We lost Judd. Bales! <laughs> Judd is gone. Oh, my God, Judd. 30% oh, no, worst father of the year. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, God. Who oh, does that man. to their son? Clint, what did Clint okay. ever do to this family? Did he not come in t- inside in time? Did he not do his homework? What lesson are you teaching him? Sick. Was that your last slice? No, no, no. That's only uh, 60%. Oh, my God. 40% has to go to Zim. It's your team, dude. It's your team. Um, I unfortunately think that privately he'll say, my defense played pretty well. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we give him some points, but, you know, I had a pretty good plan, right? Right? Um, and it's your team. It's your offense, too. And, and you have either... Uh, paralyzed your coaching staff into such fear that offensively they can't do their their job, or you promoted a guy who is incompetent at a role that I will fully acknowledge is very difficult. Like Or both. That's the thing, or both. Uh, Probably both. But 40%, you are the boss, and you have screwed up. So 40% to Zim, 30% Gary Kubiak. Yeah, it makes me sick. 20% Kirk Cousins, 10% poor Clint Kubiak. I feel like, uh, go ahead, what's the official time there? All right, five just minutes. under. Well, around five. Yeah, four or five, six. Five. Well, five minute Dude, drive. I feel like it's pretty good, man. Um, I feel like we might need to get Judd cooled off here with a pair of Chill Boys. Yeah. Chillboys.com. I had the long underwear on yesterday. Oh, my God. Just, How great are they? I, I, but I only have one pair, so I definitely need to go and get like 17 more. <laughs> so I oh, can just yeah. like wear them. You know, just uh, Chill Boys, the most comfortable underwear I think the three of us have ever put on. I got rid of all of my non-Chill Boys underwear, and we can see they send us the reports from Chill Boys. And a lot of you guys, Purple Daily listeners, have uh, taken our advice to chillboys.com if you want to be luxuriously comfortable. The long johns are a must, too, because don't think of them as as traditional, like, I'm going to be cold if I don't wear these outside below my pants. I'm telling you. Wear the long johns with shorts on top. You look like a basketball player, and it's the most comfortable thing. Dawn mocks me because I walk around the house in in this outfit. It's so comfortable. I've, I've left the house in that exact outfit. Before. I have too, and I don't care what she says. Yeah. I mean, I literally look I like an NBA player. I wasn't actively now. dating anyone when I was doing that, but but yes, I, I you know what I would do that. Find out if she loves you by wearing that outfit because. <laughs> It's the most comfortable thing I've ever worn. I if love you it. want to look like an NBA basketball player, yep. like chillboys.com. I, I go around dribbling the basketball. Nope. 
No. Don's like, oh don't show us. Don't Sit show down. us. Oh, my God. Um, no. And, 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 and while we're at it here, why don't you uh, tell the audience what you've been drinking the last 24 hours to uh, wash away the Vikings' loss? There's only one thing to drink, my my good friends, and that is Surly, and in particular, Surly Furious. The name fits perfectly, because if you are a Vikings fan, or hell, if you're a golfer football fan, too, you are furious, but you know what takes the edge off? Surly does. All of their products are outstanding. They are great, but in particular, for for football or hockey or sitting there on the couch watching sports, Surly Furious is the way to go. Surly Brewing, check them out. Awesome. All right, here's my pie chart, boys. One slice. Oh wow! Oh, you got to the one slice. I think I don't think I've done this this season. No, you haven't. I feel like it's maybe the second time I've ever done this. But I am giving the entire pie to the Wilf family. I appreciate Judd's pie. I appreciate you, you know, giving some to Clint and giving some over here to Kirk and Mike Zimmer. And those are those are all worthy discussions about all the things that went wrong yesterday and for the season. Um, but I think we need to zoom out at this point here. Vikings are mm-hmm. three and five. We're halfway through the season. And, and I want to preface by saying I do believe that the Wilfs are the best owners in town. They're passionate. They care. They greenlight big splash moves. I mean, there's a lot of great qualities about the Wilfs as professional sports owners. All right. Don't apologize. No, just let me, Glenn Taylor's incompetent. Jim Polad is wet Craig cardboard. Craig Leopold done a pretty good job. He's done a good job, too, you know, but no championships. True. And Craig Leopold's teams have never even gone to the uh, Western Conference Finals. <laughs> so, so I'll start there. However, I think the Wilfs are perpetually stuck in mediocrity with this franchise, and they either don't know how to get out of it, or, and if it's this next one, it's even worse, they don't care to get out of it. Um, and that's where, like, boy, are they are they comfortable just filling the stands and trying to flirt with the playoffs every year? But... If you look at 16 years of Wilf family ownership, the Vikings over that period have averaged eight and a half wins per year. They've gone to the playoffs six times in 16 seasons only, and they have only three playoff victories in those 16 seasons. So basically like once every five or six years, we get excited if they can eke out a playoff win and they get their asses kicked the following week. Um, and in those 16 seasons, okay, the Vikings have never had an elite general manager. They've never had an elite all-around head. Only had one elite quarterback in those 16 years, and it would be Brett Favre of 2009 because he decided he wanted to stick it to the Packers twice uh, and and then right off into the sunset. And so I just feel like the Wilfs are more obsessed with avoiding failure than they are winning an actual Super Bowl. And if you look at the 16 years of Wilf ownership, it's a lot of good to mediocre, rarely great, and all the numbers bear it out. Eight and a half wins per season, one playoff trip every two or three years, and one playoff victory every five or six years. And so we, you know, and, and everything stems from there, right? The front office, all the way down to Mike Zimmer, all, back to Brad Childress, to Leslie Frazier, um, and all of the sort of meh quarterback play that we've seen over those sixteen years. 100% wow. to the Wills. I like it. Very bravo. That's good. Don't disagree. 259. 259, but, but an effective, an very effective, effective drill and right very there. Very efficient. 259. Yeah. That's all I got. I agree with everything Judd said, but oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think you're just barking up the right tree. Out. Okay. Zooming out. I like right. it.
All right. Dex? My pie chart, just two pieces of pie. Just two pieces of pie. And in fact, I'm not wow. blaming any player. I'm not blaming any player for this loss. And you, and you can make a case. I could I could hear Kirk Cousins being uh, in my pie. But no, I took the Kirk uh, ingredients and I said, nah, you know what? I don't want the Kirk in my in, the, in this chunk of pie. Uh, just two pieces of pie. 20%. 20% of blame I'm going to put on the head coach. But I know he's the head coach. And he's the one who installs these philosophies. And he's the one who's in charge of everything. But 20% to Mike Zimmer for being gutless for not going for two points. For always wanting to establish the run. When having to face adversity, Harrison Smith goes out with a COVID case, and you have to deal with that. And just in-game adjustments. You go up by 14 points. You should be able to put the throttle down and control and win this game, and yet he always figures out a way to melt. I know realistic Randy is probably going to erupt on Tuesday night when we talk to him, because this is just classic Mike Zimmer. Nothing really changes. And a good leader also in Mike Zimmer delegates things that he's not good at to other people. Instead, he delegates it to Gary Kubiak. Uh, excuse me, Clint Kubiak, who has basically next to no experience. Adam Zimmer, his own son, helping call defensive plays. If you're not good at something, delegate it to someone else, man. That's you can still oversee it, and you can still give 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 thoughts and and praise and and criticism when it's worthy. But delegate those tasks to other things. So twenty percent of my blame going to Mike Zimmer there, but then eighty percent, eighty percent of this pie. I'm sorry, it falls on Clint Kubiak, brother. What what's going on here? Who hurt you? Like I, 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 I want leaving, abandoning him. Yeah, was it Zimmer? At the bus station? Did Zim threaten you? Is he threatening you? Like what? Are, blink twice if you're okay. You know wh- why are you the way that you are? I just, I just want to know. Um, you're going against one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL, and you only target Justin Jefferson five times. Is some of that maybe on Kirk too? Sure, but you can't figure out ways to put the ball in Justin Jefferson's hands. You can't figure out some type of scheme to get JJ going. And you continue to run on second and second and long. Kirk Cousins has the least amount of passing yards on second downs this season. And now some could say, well, that's because they don't trust Kirk. No, I, they want to just establish the damn run. And it's, it's equally more frustrating. And the only people that approve of this are two, Mike Zimmer and clearly Mark Schlereth, um, because both these guys just love running the football and establishing <laughs> they the damn run. run all day, Declan. Um, I, wanted, I wanted Kubiak fired like three weeks ago. It's not working, man. It's just and and I I do feel a little bit bad for him because he was just set up for failure here, uh, but he deserves the majority of the blame for this loss. So eighty percent of my pie to uh, Clint Kubiak, twenty percent to Mike Zimmer, just two pieces of pie. Players are exempt from this stew. Let me ask you guys this: Love it, dude. Love it. Let me ask you this, and this this might be the ultimate indictment on Mike Zimmer. So he's a defensive guy, right? But that's what you were when you became the head coach. You've had eight years now to become a head coach. If Mike Zimmer was forced to call offensive plays this Sunday, if it was determined that, listen, Clint Kubiak is just not, he's too young, he's 34, he's just he's never done this before, it's moving too fast, it's, he's not it. He's not his dad, right? Got to find someone else to call plays. And the head coach, presumably, should be able to at least do most of the things that you're, you know, maybe you're not doing it as, as, as great as other offensive-minded head coaches, but... Do you think Mike Zimmer would be able to call plays offensively in an NFL football game starting this weekend? Not well, no. No, because I think he'd call Like, is runs. that an unrealistic expectation that after eight years, your head coach, so even though he's got a defensive background, like John Harbaugh is a special teams coordinator. Right. That was 15 years ago or 10 right. years ago. Right. If John Harbaugh had to call offensive plays, and I don't think he does, right? He doesn't call offensive plays. No. But if he had, if he had to Roman for, like, is. the rest of the season, yeah, Roman calls the plays. 
I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be like, oh yeah, John Harbaugh's like by now he's a good yeah, enough leader enough. and a smart enough guy. He could probably make make that happen, right? Yes, Mike. I don't even do like. It. It's like laughable to even suggest that Mike would do it. Mike couldn't do it. But I, and I'm not asking for him to do it, by the way, because I don't want that. Do but I'm these just saying, guys? Like, it's an indictment. But do do these coaches in their scheming and game planning ever sit down with Kirk and Cook and Jefferson and Thielen and ask them for input? Like you know, hey. What aren't we doing right here? It doesn't mean that they have to dictate the game plan. But, like, is there any exchanges here that go beyond, we'll decide what the plays are going to be, and that's it? Um, You know, Harbaugh is literally, you could tell, constantly checking in with Jackson. Jackson mm-hmm. was would come to the sidelines. They would talk. And it's clear that Jackson had significant say, which, by the way, is awesome. That's smart. Um, is there any byplay here that we don't see with, hey, you know what? This play works. This play doesn't. We got to toss these three out. Uh, sorry, Clint. But, like, does that ever exist here? Yeah. Anything even close, remotely Dude, close I, to that? No, it, it doesn't look or feel very collaborative, right? And it also feels like the like the players want to say more in the post game, but they and then they kind of go to a certain point, but then they don't. And I brought this up with you guys, too. You know, one of the other big problems is, just look at like the, the offensive decision makers. I brought this up on Mackie and Judd, anywhere you find podcasts. That's our other daily show. That every single week, the Baltimore Ravens, who don't have the best offense in the NFL, like you know, there we, we there's a lot of other offenses we could use as a shining example. But but it's it's a good offense. It's dynamic when it wants to be, and you know they got they got what they wanted in the second half. So every single week. John Harbaugh, one of the most, I would say, forward-thinking great leaders as a head coach in the NFL, Super Bowl cred. Like he's, think about the way that that guy adjusted his entire way of thinking and some of the assistants when they went from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson. So you've got this all-encompassing great leader. Also in the offensive meeting rooms, you've got Greg Roman, who designed the Colin Kaepernick offenses in San Francisco, what, eight years ago. And and coordinated in a Super Bowl, and then Lamar Jackson, who's the the Ferrari, like he can he can run for a hundred yards, he can throw for four hundred yards, and so you've got this amazing weapon and these two great minds and leaders every single week scheming. Yep. What are we going to do to this opposing defense? Right. With the Vikings, you got Mike Zimmer, who's like can barely be bothered to talk offense outside of maybe forty minutes on Thursdays with Kirk Cousins and some edicts establish the run, right? I'm going to go back to my defensive meetings. He's one of the most rigid, closed-minded coaches, least innovative coaches offensively. Clint Kubiak, who's 34 years old, has zero credibility or experience as a play caller or a coordinator in this league. And Kirk Cousins, who when things are clean, it's great. Like, he's a three-point shooter. He's Steve Kerr. If I'm open and I get the ball, I'm going to cash that three. If you want me to create my own shot, zero chance. If you want me to actually, like, lead the team, I don't feel comfortable. I just work here. Think about the disadvantage the Vikings are at, those three versus the Vikings three. And if you played that game around the rest of the NFL, Stafford, McVay, another offensive mind, right? Like, And you can see why they lose close games. It's not a coincidence why they lose close games like this. Yeah. All right, I'm off my No, soapbox. you're absolutely – yeah. Yeah, which means that you just aren't a good team. But it's your own fault. You've got the personnel to be good. You are not allowing yourself, and that's coaching. Oh, so that's depressing. But you know what's hilarious? The Green Bay Packers having to use Jordan Love yesterday and just getting their asses kicked by the Chiefs. This is Packers Ventline on Purple Daily. Go Pack! Go! 
have the defense play the way they did today with a loss than to win this game. <laughs> I mean, I'm extremely oh, I uh, impressed. I don't know, and I'll ask you guys, it just appears that it's just not the scheme or the coach. It almost as if the individual talent is better. But i uh, greatly impressed, uh, especially with the loss by the... <laughs> go, Pat, go! That's pretty damn good. <laughs> Come on, dude. Oh, my God. Courtesy of the fan in Milwaukee, the Green and Gold postgame show. That is, oh, that's one of my favorites of all time. Just the old school phone and what you... He must have been drunk and, like, putting his hand on it? Like, I don't know. know. There's no way that that guy was not drunk. Let's hear from some more drunk Packer fans. Oh, God. Go, Pat, go! People are on here trying to uh, say that you can't criticize Jordan Love and he doesn't deserve to be criticized or held accountable for the game today. That's bull crap. When you take him as the first-round pick, as a replacement of the quarterback, where you're a Hall of Fame quarterback, you're susceptible to be for, for judgment as well as being ridiculed if you didn't play white. He didn't play well today. He looked like he didn't belong out there. He looked like he's not ready for the moment. Mm. It's kind of funny watching Packer fans try to cope with like less than Hall of Fame quarterback play. They just like oh. they don't know. They short circuit when they had to play Brett Hundley for like eight games a couple years yeah. ago. They're just like absolutely, ah, yeah. They have no idea. Is. It's going to oh, be God. so glorious when they finally hit an extended patch of what we have all seen ourselves for how long now. All right, let's let's uh, let's hear some more. Go, Pat, go! I mean, he missed throws at Da, but I did not like Da's attitude, <laughs> looking at that kid and shaking his head and giving all that spaz. I mean, Gary, you're gonna go back and watch the film because I know you always do. You get the coach's copy. You go back and look at that, and he's looking right at Jordan, and he's giving them nasty looks. It's like, yo, man, the kid hasn't have any rhythm with you. How's he supposed to hit you all the time? You saw that, right? Oh, heck I did. Oh, heck I did. Go, Pat, go! Yeah, let's blame Devontae yeah. Adams' body language yeah, for yeah. the reason why you know the what? Trade him. lost that game. Trade him today. I'd get rid of him. I'd release him. Devontae Adams, who are you to be frustrated? Here, what? Devontae Adams' body language. We got, we got one more, too, because this is just great by Try to Blame. Go, Pat, go! Special teams is a disaster. I don't really care if it's Coach Drake's fault. I don't really care if it's Amari's fault. I don't really care if it's Malik Taylor's fault. I don't care whose fault it is. It's a disaster, and it needs to get fixed now. <laughs> go, Pat, go! It's the only show, too, where like the owners call in to yeah, give you oh, a critique God, yeah. of the franchise. All of them paying what now? 125 bucks. <laughs> what is it? What is the cost? 200 to say that I've got a certificate and I get to go to Lambo once a year to sit in as Mark Murphy completely lies to me. God, dude. I'm going to look this up. What does it cost to become a Packers shareholder? It used here? to be one something, but it might be. It's probably more now. Packers.com. Uh, okay, Packers.com. If you have not received it, I'm on the shareholder section of there. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, let's hear it. Oh, my God, dude. Okay, it's <laughs> it says, if you have not received any communication from the Packers in the last 12 months, please contact shareholder services to update your address. They're basically saying, hey, if you're an owner yep. and you have not been contacted yep. by the entity that you own in the last year or so, 
Just like if send a note. you've not heard <laughs> about that star you bought two years yeah. back, contact our star search deal, and we'll tell you what's going yeah. on with your star. Oh, I'm sorry, it burned out. Owen will let you know the delivery and tracking on on your Packers piece of paper. Un- unbelievable. <laughs> Oh what a my ruse. God. What a complete ruse. How the hell do they get away with that still? Every time they want an addition, they basically are like, hey, we're selling more pieces of paper. Who wants paper? I want paper. I want, yeah. I want a piece of paper. I'll put my beard on and buy a piece of paper. You can own the Packers and own a star all in one. It's a two-for-one package. Exactly. It's like it's like the Disney Plus and ESPN Plus right. and Hulu Plus. How do you one. do that, though? How right. do you still get away? Where, why did the league not say, okay, uh, you know what? We're putting a cap on pieces of paper that you people can sell. Well, and, and, and they use like they use like when they upgraded Lambeau Field, right? They use the yes. money from those no, they certificates. Started, they to, like, started upgrade. selling so, more. That's so it's no it's no different than like when taxpayers paid five hundred million dollars for U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. It's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that like they're framing it differently. They're, what they're, it's kind of genius. Actually. They're it's saying the people that want to pay for the stadium Correct. can pay for it. And, and in Minneapolis, there's a lot of people that don't want to. And the genius is. In the Packers world, people from Florida, from Canada, from Europe are sending in to help to help fund a stadium in Green Bay, Wisconsin, so that they can get a piece of paper to frame. I love it, dude. So the Packers got uh, a little taste. I mean, Rodgers will be back at some point. I'm sure they'll steamroll yeah, but, their way. But will into... he be back in 2022? That's the question, Phil Mackey. Would you, okay, real quick, would you guys still take Aaron Rodgers as Vikings quarterback in 2023 or... The fact that he oh, lied. Absolutely, absolutely. Would take I, th- I think I'm out. Me man. too. I think I'm out. I, I'm in. I'm completely he lied, in. He lied a little bit. He's, right? an, he's, he's a narcissist. These friends, he's friends with Joe. You think Rogan. Brett Favre um, wasn't? Dude, Brett Favre's you a bigger narcissist. You know what Brett Favre is like? Do you know Brett Favre's politics? I mean, you don't want to go there. But my point is that if you are going to be upset, if you draw the line about, well, this guy might not be as the guy I thought, you are going to eliminate a lot of potential Hall of Fame talent. Listen, if he was just a one-year mercenary, I just come in here. If you want, to, hey, listen, you want to throw the ball to Justin Jefferson more than four times a game. Any, really, anyone that wants to throw the ball more than four times a game to Justin Jefferson, I'm in. I'm, I'm with in. Phil. I, I'm, I'm in. in. I think I'm out. Oh, Brett, dude, Brett Favre is was was worse than this. He's worse. <sighs> and if you want to talk about lied, Brett Favre, he's good at it. Just because he's got the Southern charm does not mean that he's a good guy. Not a fan. Joe Montana lied. Tom Brady lied. They all lied. You, so you really well, all the time. Just to be clear, you wouldn't. You are out on a potential Super Bowl quarterback because of of beliefs that have nothing to do with his play on the field. I'm. I, yeah. I am. And he's going to be what? He'll be. I mean, he's thirty. He'll be thirty nine two years from now. So I mean, you could still have plenty to think. Look at Tom Brady. The dude's a cyborg. But I'm out. I draw the line. At cr- I draw the line at criminals. After, but beyond that, I'm taking you. <laughs> Honestly, if if Rogers murders somebody and like the trial is still a year away and you could sneak in a football season, I might consider it. Mm. Just gonna, just gonna, just gonna throw that out there. I'm sorry, I can't um, be out. I can't be out now. I'm all in. I'm too far in. All right. Well, Judge Surly, you must be furious about oh. something. Yeah. Hold on. Probably a lot of things. Second consecutive week, Surly, you must be furious. The post game preach. I've decided I'm back with the post-game preach. Are we officially calling this the post-game preach? Well, you know what? With the frustration and mm-hmm. the depths of despair mm-hmm. that we all feel as a collective Viking family, and by the way, not one that's into faith, but one that's into honest family assessment, 
hard conversations, sit-downs, getting this team where it needs to be, where it begs to be for now. Surly, you must be furious, post-game preach. And I read from the book of Judd. Lord Judd. <laughs> I have been witness to football incompetence that no longer allows me to hold my tongue or gloss over the terrible play calling in the name of hashtag faith. It is time for us to rise up and protest over Clint Kubiak's feeble play calling that comes after what the script dictates. For the script does not say, follow my football commands with negligence, with hubris, or stupidity. It says this, I have set the tone for you. Now go forth and pile on the points on this Sunday. Yet Justin and Adam and KJ and Dalvin are ignored in favor of the Conklins and the Hams. That is a sin against football that can no longer be tolerated, and that's why it is time to jettison the play caller and realize that Clint the Sun has failed the purple. Praise be to God. That is Praise the post-game judge, preach. Yeah. Thank you, Surly. All right. All right that's uh, the post-game preach. Surly, Judd, must be furious. Uh, I am going to subject you guys. Last week, I made an executive decision and pulled it off the table, but we're not going to do it two weeks in a row. When the Vikings lose... Oh. We give our silver linings. We're going to start with Declan. Okay. I need a silver lining off that game yesterday. I love me a fake punt. A fake punt is one of my more exciting plays in football. It doesn't happen a lot. You did say that. And I Months love ago. me a fake punt. And okay. Kane Nwangu just having an awesome game. And I love when they actually execute this. It's really exciting. Next to wide receiver pass, the fake punt is like my favorite trick play in the NFL. I, I love me both. I, get, I, I literally jump out of my seat. I jumped out of the couch and I went, I, and I screamed, fake punt! I literally did exactly that <laughs> off the couch on Sunday watching that game. And I will continue to do the show without this chair if I have to. Did you really say that? That's how much I love fake punts. Yes. <laughs> Good for you. Yes. Like, I you love me a fake, to fake punt. punts. And I, I love me and Pat that, McAfee. If I ever meet Pat, well, I don't actually. Is Pat McAfee a fan of fake punts? Because I mean, he probably for the brand. Oh, I bet. Oh, for hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, if he gets to if he gets to throw the ball or something, yeah, yeah. I would say mm-hmm. It'd be super excited. Yeah, that's my silver lining. Fake punt. That's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, just like the unleashing of. I mean, point. yesterday could have right. could have been the Nuango game if they had won the mm-hmm. game. You'd say, hey, his touchdown made the difference, and then the fake punt. You know, um, I'm going to give you this one. Cam Bynum was excellent defensively. And that's the most playing time he's had in the NFL. He played 98 snaps in that game and uh, had the highest PFF grade of any Vikings defensive player by 27 points. He was a 90 out of 100. Second on the team in tackles. He had that ridiculous interception. And, you know, I come away from that game thinking some backups, put some good film on tape. Makes you, makes you feel a bit more comfortable about letting some veterans walk maybe at the end of the season. Oh, yes. Um, but, I mean, you know, one game isn't going to tell the whole story, but Cam Bynum showed enough in that game where I want to see more. And we're probably going to see him, if not for sure, going to see him next weekend because Harrison Smith's out for another week. Yep. And then the question becomes, is there a way to get him in the mix when Harrison Smith and Xavier Woods are both healthy? Could he be some sort oh, of a no, hybrid no. defensive no back? No way. Uh-uh. Back to the bench. No way. No, not for Zim. <laughs> like, is there not Thanks, any way kid. to get him involved in the nickel package or something? Something? He just deserves more after that performance yesterday. And uh, and he was great. He was great. No, no way. Can't play anymore. He's done once, once Harry comes back. All right. Mine is this. My silver lining is Anthony Barr. I'm pretty convinced that something that, that he now has a chronic knee problem. He he was questionable 
for the game. He, you know, hurt the knee in training camp, and it might be chronic because now he's back on the report on, it seems like, a weekly basis. The play that he made in OT, which, by the way, should have been the play that, that set up yeah. the game-winning bleeping drive. I, mm-hmm. I mean, that play was a big-time play. It was a good play. And we always say, well, what's Barr done? And you know what? A lot of times, not a lot. But that play was a reminder of, at his best, what he can do. And and I don't know how much he's got left. Like, I, I'm concerned that this is a problem now. But that one play was a throwback to what Anthony Barr can do and the difference that he can make, right? So I'm going to give him kudos because I don't know if, if he, he's got a lot of those plays left in his career. Uh, but the fact that he didn't get to go to the press conference and talk about that pick and talk about the fact that it, it had led to um, a field goal or a touchdown to win that game is an absolute shame because – the defense gave up points, they gave up a ton of yards, but they gave you a chance to win. And you came out with a drive in OT that was pathetic and sad. Kudos yep. to Barr for that. <laughs> yep, and I know that uh, this isn't a silver lining, but all right, that's the end of silver linings. Okay, congratulations. After the amazing interception, the Vikings needed, I think they were at the 38, and so they probably needed like 20 to 25 yards to like, get into fairly comfortable field goal range, right? Right. And they run a tight end screen to Conklin. It's like the upside of that play is so minimal, and it gets you very little. Yep. I'm sorry. Uh, they ran a – I'm sorry. It was a, a swing pass to Dalvin. Mm-hmm. A swing pass to Dalvin was the first play. It got you nothing. I think they might have lost a yard on that play. And then uh, they run the, – okay, okay, we, we got to rein it in now. It's second and long now, so let's establish the run again stuffed on second and long, and then the third and nine blitz that Cousins didn't adjust the protection and they didn't have any short routes underneath for yards after the catch. They were just totally unprepared. And that was it. Like, those were your three plays after the biggest defensive play of the game. Right. Setting you up. You just need, like, one or two first downs, and you can right. get a game-winning field goal. Right. It's just incompetent. And you've got guys that can catch the ball, and you never even gave them a consideration. Yep. Um, should our audience consider Livia if they're trying to lose weight? Well, let me Got tell it. you right now, if if you do, and by the way, the first 10 weeks right now are free, you can follow my plan. My plan is, is this. Five weeks back, I went in and weighed in for the first time. 240 pounds. Way too much. I was looking bad. I was feeling bad. And, and on the precipice of my 52nd birthday, I was not healthy. Five weeks have gone by, down 21 pounds, boys, and the pounds continue to come off, and and I'm going to get to 200, and the best part is I'm going to stay there. Again, first 10 weeks are free. All you have to do, Livia.com or call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. It is a game changer if you are trying to shed some weight, get those clothes to fit, and look your best, Livia.com or 855-GO-LIVIA. Shout out to Federated Insurance as well. They're all about maximizing the success potential of your business. If you are looking for great risk management tools and resources and people, this company's been around for over 100 years in Owatonna. They are one of us, and you can find a full list of resources and industries Federated protects 
at federatedinsurance.com. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Uh, all right, any other final thoughts here on Pie Chart Monday? Plenty more to get to this week. Alex no. Boone's take on the no, current no. state. Oh, I can't Realistic wait for that. Realistic Randy tomorrow. That, play, that third down play in OT, I can't wait for him to break that play down. Yep, yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, great. Oh, and thanks to everyone for, for coming on Ventline yesterday. Just I think we've, you know, the, uh, two weeks ago against the Cowboys, that was the most listened to or viewed episode of Vikings Ventline in the history of the show. Didn't quite hit that in the first 24 hours of this game because I think people are just a little bit exhausted. Uh, but you guys have helped us just blow away download and view records that we thought we were, you know, we thought we were setting the bar high this year. And you guys have helped us exceed a lot of our goals for 2000. 21. Thanks in part to the Vikings incompetence and all of us just coming together as a community to complain about them. And I told someone on Twitter today, you know, someone hit me up and they're like, I, I always, you know, I always thought you're being too negative about the Vikings, but like I'm coming around to your side and it's just like we don't wake up every morning, the three of us saying, mm-hmm. how can I piss on Vikings fans cereal today? We are honest. We give our opinions. We tell it like it is. And, you know, we, we want them to be better. We want them to win a Super Bowl. And so, like, if you think that we're just we're just the negative guys, they just wake up and we're negative. No, I think we're we're honest. We're not always right, um, but I think that's where we come from. So I, I just want to get that. Off I agree my with chest you as well. I feel good. Win a damn game. Yeah, I feel good. Certainly had your chances yesterday. Yeah. yeah. All, All right, boys. boys. All right, Purple Daily Daily Vikings Entertainment presented by Surly Brewing Company. We'll see you guys tomorrow.